Hello and welcome on to another episode of the ISO Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. And here we've got uh, three of my good friends here. You've seen them on the pod before. I think it was last year that we did. I think it was an all-star pod, right? Did we not? Or was it all NBA? I think it was all NBA, right? Um, awards. Uh, all NBA. Awards. awards, yeah. Awards. It was the awards. All NBA. Alex had a uh, white side defense player of the year or something like that. And somehow he got invited back. I don't Nailed think he it. had that. <laughs> That's funny though. All right. But nonetheless, the guys are back. We got Nico Monez, Alex Azevedo, and Nick Raponi. Welcome back, guys. Glad to do this again with you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Eat this during the pandemic. You know, it's nice yeah, to get off a little bit and talk about basketball with a couple of friends. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I think we said that on the last one we did last year too. So that's how long it's been since we're still like Hilarious. in this like stupidity. But mm-hmm. all right. So, you know, today we're going to go over, you know, three big topics. Uh, you know, we're about, about what, 20 games into the season, 72 game season. So we're about a quarter away here. And so I think it's, uh, you know, all-stars coming right around the corner. So we're going to pick uh, our, you know, guys who, who we think are going to be all-stars. We're going to talk about, you know, one team each that we're kind of impressed by or surprised by, whatever way you want to frame it. And then we'll talk a little bit about rookie of the year and some of the rookies uh, we're impressed with at the end of the pod. But, you know, let's start with the, the sexy stuff. Let's go to the all-stars first. So I don't know about you guys, but when I was doing my all-stars, you know, I think personally the West I found a lot easier to do than the East. Uh, and there was like – I think less locks this year than there was in previous years, you know, from my memory, you know, what, what did you guys find by doing this? I can I, I think I agree with that statement there. Everything you said there, I think I agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I found what was difficult about the West is we're running into a 2014, 15 Atlanta Hawks situation where they were by far the best team. So they had to have some people going on and somehow Jeff Teague and Kyle Korver made the all-star game. Like, give me a break. But now you look in the West, you got the Utah Jazz as the best best record in the NBA. They got to have some people on that team too. You got to look there now. It's like, but honestly, no, no vid to Rudy, okay? Like he's not getting on my team, but you got to have at least two guys from the best team in the league on the all-star game. Do you I know? was stuck. So we'll get in there. I think yeah, you do. Do you? That's a great I question. I think you do. Best team in the know. NBA. If, if in 2014 oh, wow. and 15, Jeff Teague and Kyle Corver got on the all-star team for being on the best team, you can put two guys from the Utah Jazz. Okay, people Give made mistakes voting in the past. Like you can. It wasn't the mistake. votes, though, that got them in. They didn't get in on votes. They got in from the coaches and, me- and the teams that picked them. Okay, people make mistakes. I'm saying that mistake's not going to happen again. You do not need – just because a team is good, you don't need to have guys that are undeserving of the all-star game in the all-star game. That's a one. I think, I, I, think I fell. I think I found that little bias trip. I saw Utah was first. They're playing good. I'm like, you got to give credit to the team. Like, it can't just be Mitchell, you know? Like, even last year, the Lakers, LeBron AD has to go in together. But you can – Basketball is a team effort, though. You can win as a team and not have the glorified single stars. Like, Mitchell is a deserving all-star, in my opinion. We'll get into that later. But I don't think any of the other guys are deserving all-stars. You could still be the best team in the NBA and have one deserving all-star. I think I tend to agree with that, Nick. But – so it sounds like we're going to have some arguments. This is what I like. This is what I like on the pod. Disagreements. Nothing is set in stone. I like it. Okay. Let's do the East first. Okay. Let's do guards, forwards, and then your two wild cards. Okay. So I'm going to say mine, and then you guys tell me if you had different uh, guards. And I understand that your wild cards could include Sorry, guards. 
So you're, oh, oh so, yeah, sorry. Good. Okay. No, no, no. Good that you mentioned that. To me, I don't care about starters and reserves, okay? Nobody ever had on their resume, oh, I was an all-star starter this many years. It's either you just made it or you didn't. So I, don't re- I didn't really distinguish between starters and reserves. I just picked my 12 best guys. And then from there, you guys can kind of decide, you know, who starts. And you know what? The fans vote for that anyway. So we can't Did you really... distinguish a captain or no? Like a, like oh, no, I didn't like do that. I didn't okay. do okay. Okay. I just picked the 12 guys sorry. that I think should be. Okay. Take so, us away, Derek. Okay, so my four guards that I picked uh, were James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, and Bradley Beal. Does anybody oh, wow. have different guards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. different. I love it. I love it. Okay, one by one. All right, Nick, go Nico ahead. Nico can go first. Nico, Nico seemed pretty ecstatic. Now okay, I want to hear Nico. Nico, fire away. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I can fire away if, if you want me to go. I guess I could do that. First of all, I don't have Harden on my team. Okay. Um, because okay. he's a trash. No, no, no. no, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> that argument before, and I, Derek, you look shocked. I've heard that argument before. Nico, keep going with it. I don't think it's that that crazy. Okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, my my guards that I have on my team, my four guards, uh, I, the ones we have in common, Bradley Beal, obviously. I think he's a he's like a no brainer putting in that game. He's been having an yeah. unreal season on a crappy team, he's, sure. but he's been playing next level. Um, I also have Jalen Brown, like again. What's already known doesn't need to be explained. The guy's having a great season again. He's on there now. The two that we differ is I do have Trey Young on my as one of my guards, and my last one's a sneaky little pick. I think he deserves the recognition. Colin Sexton. He's got to get in the All Star game this year. He's been balling on that Cavaliers team. Those are my guards. Fair. Sure. Yeah. Well, I I can't help but notice the Harden. You know, exclusion. But the rest of them, I, I, I don't mind actually. The rest of them, I don't mind. Okay. Irving was a tough miss for me, but I can't get put you on an all-star team when you're leaving your team and not telling your coach yes. where you're going for four games. Give me a break. Yeah, That's all. Right. No, thank okay. you. Okay, we can have that all-star mentality. We can have that conversation in a second here. Okay, uh, Alex, Nick, or Nick, whoever wants to go first. Doesn't matter. Alex, you want to go? You want yeah. me to go? Or? Yeah, I'll go. For the wild card, I had to add like a fifth guard because I had like five guards because it was so tough when it comes to like the East. I just I have five guards as well. I have, I have six okay. guards. I have six oh, guards. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, perfect. So, okay. Don't worry about it. I have like the Beal, the Brown, obviously. Like I just love watching Brown play. Like Jalen Brown is over the last few years watching him grow is actually like so excited to watch Boston. I'm so excited for that team and that core they have. It's fun for the team. Um but like for my guards, I do have Trey. I do have Harden, but the one I don't think people are talking about, and I don't know if it's because like no one's watching them, is Zach Levine. I love watching Zach Levine play. Like right now, he's averaging like a career year, 27 points, five rebounds, five assists, and just watching him play, I've realized he's not becoming like just a shooter. He's also passing the ball, getting in defense, like sure. shooting those clutch shots in close games. And I just think Chicago's a dangerous team now with Mark Smith coming back now and done a little winning streak with Mark Smith, and they got Kobe White playing better and just. I think it's all because of Zach Levine. Like, he's their guy. And I think the Bulls could be, like, sneaky this year. Like, I don't know. Like, they won't do damage in the playoffs because the East is top the top four. But I think Levine, like, shows something in the playoffs this year. Like, letting people know, like, hey, I'm here. And, like, I want people to recognize it. And, His like, mark. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think Levine is having a great year this year. For sure. I th- think, Alex, if I'm not mistaken, we have the same guards. I think. Uh, Beal, Brown, Levine, Trey, and then uh, Harden. Yeah, we have the same guards. Okay, right great. So I have a lot of what you guys have too. Sorry, okay, so- can I, sorry Derek. I just want to want, pay oh, one thing ahead. about the East guards. Go ahead. I did do a starters just thing, not at a fan vote, just out of who I think is the most deserving of it. And I do have Beal and Brown. 
as my guys. Neil and Brown are, are the two. Yeah, me too. Brown. Yeah. yeah, just that's all it's I want. No, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right. Which okay. is weird, though, because who's the point guard in that situation? That's what I was thinking, too. Good honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right, let's go to the forwards in the East. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I don't disagree with anything you guys have said. Uh, uh, Nico, I like your pick of Sexton. I think that he is an underrated guard at this point. Like, he's been playing lights out for the Cavs. This is just one of those situations where there's going to be deserving all-stars that unfortunately just don't get in the game. Um, so it's, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate. So Sexton uh, was close for me. Huh? Sexton was close for me. Yeah, as for well. sure. I definitely considered him too. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, okay, so let's go to the forwards and then we can get into your two wild cards. So okay, let's let's pick what I think the, are the obvious four forwards. You tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Joel Embiid, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. Does anybody not have one of those guys on the team? I got all of them. I got all of them. <laughs> okay, yeah, just making them. sure. Okay. For I, if I we're to... just doing because I want to say I did that deserving starters thing. Giannis, Durant, and Embiid finish out my starting lineup. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah. who I would pick too. Okay. So now we have two more forward spots left. And it gets interesting with the two forward spots, okay? We can go in a lot of directions. I mean, if you want to count Chris Middleton as a like a small forward, you could go there. You could go Miles Turner. John Collins, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, you know, Pascal Siakam, Gordon Hayward, Bam Adebayo. There's a lot of ways you can go here. Um, But the way that I went personally, uh, my two forwards in addition to those four that we mentioned were uh, Devonis Sabonis and Julius Randle. I'm putting Julius Randle in the all-star game. The Knicks are putting the the ball in this guy's hands and say, be our point guard. He's averaging a ton of assists. His efficiency is way up. They're playing hard defense. He's playing the most minutes per game. And, you know, uh, in the league, and I know if you, you know, plug in the per 36 stuff to average it out for the rest of the league. That's and, the know, Tibbs effect. Yeah. Just play the hell out of you. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, if you average it out with per 36, obviously his numbers are going to drop a little, but I just like the impact he's, he's making, man. I don't think the Knicks are where they are offensively. And let me, let me start by saying they're not good offensively. I get it. They're not good yeah. on offense. They win games on the defensive. They, they win games yeah. with their defense for sure. But right now, you know, their offense is even less of what it is now if, it not, if not for a guy like Julius Randle. So, you know what, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking Randle. I, I think, you know, the argument for Sabonis is, you know, fairly, you know, fairly simple. The, uh, you know, the, uh, the paces are, uh, you know, overachieving, I would say, this year. Sabonis uh, has increased, you know, his efficiency. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he, he's becoming even more of a passer, which is not surprising given his dad, Arvidas, was, you know, one of the best in the game at that position. Um, and so, you know, I just think overall, he's just been, he's just been really good. He's rebounding the, the crap out of the ball. He's hitting more threes this year at a higher clip. I don't know. I just kind of like everything Sabonis is bringing. Uh, His hair's this looked good too. Like, really. Oh, fantastic hair. Yeah. There you go. That, <laughs> if you're a hair guy, that's even oh, yeah. more of a, a reason to. So yeah. So those are the reasoning for those, uh, final two forwards in the East. Uh, what else? Uh, who, who's, who's next? Who's got the, the final two? I'm sure it's can... not the same. I can go. Mine's similar, Derek. I got three more spots, though. Okay. Because like, I went one last guard than you. So okay. I, my starters are Giannis, Duran, Embiid. And then I got Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I got Bam. Okay. And I got and I got Randall as well. Okay, nice. I like it. 
uh, make the argument for for Bam because I know you know with the with the Heat kind of struggling a little bit, not everybody would be uh, you know interested in plugging him into the All Star spot. He have been struggling, but he has taken his game to a next level. Like I know in the bubble he was pretty good, and all things like considered last year is pretty good. But he has been good in all facets of the game this year. Bam has been incredible. Like they have very few wins, but those wins are because of him. Harold Hero's been out. Like the Goran's been banged up. Butler's been out. Like they've had a lot of injuries. And once those guys start to come back and they are starting to come back now, I think this team's going to rise. I really, really do. And I think it's – they've kind of stayed afloat solely because of Bam. And I think that's that's admirable. And I think his play has just taken a leap. So that's why he gets that spot for me. Hold on, Alex. Before you go, i got to comment on Bam. Is he yeah. the most overrated star player this in, on, in the league right now? And I'm not saying this is a knock on him. I just see people comparing him to, like, other guys that are leading teams like Jason Tatum and stuff like, oh, who would you rather have moving forward, Bam or Tatum or people like that? I think that's okay. insane. Yeah, it, no, he that's clearly can't dumb. carry the team by himself. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Too really many people comparing Bam and Tatum. Dude, it's all over Twitter. I've seen people saying like Bam would be their number one or two guys in a in a redraft. Yeah, the, of every is, the team. is the account at Bam at a bio or is the, the account that, or at is Burner? It has to be right. Two six seven four six. Like I right. Like it has to be. I don't get it. I don't. I like Bam at a bio as a player. I just don't think he's a number one on a team. Well, yeah, uh, I, not I, on I a championship think, team, but yeah, I don't no. think he's he, he's a number two on a championship team. I think. Yeah, yeah, Nico, I don't think you're talking like anything crazy here. I mean, I think the 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 people who you're referring to are probably you know either huge Heat fans or huge Bam fans because I think at this point it's you know it's I think it's understood Bam can't be the number one option on yeah, on your yeah. team offensively. Now, does he anchor your team defensively, similar to a guy like you know a Gobert or an Anthony Davis yeah. on the defensive end? Sure, you can make that argument that he's in that same tier defensively where, he's you know, also uh, he can switch and stuff like that. Nine and six, if we're rounding, with a steal and a block a game. So, like, it's not like it is, he's shooting 40% from three. It's not like, not shooting many of them, but like, that's not like, like, he's playing great. And it's, that's like, not to say, yeah, that he can't double. get there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Like he could get, he could get there where we're talking about him in the same category, you know, as Jason Tatum or whatever. Like it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but is he there right now? No, I can't say the offense. No, I don't. And I think Tatum's among the top like 10 players you want in the league. Sure. Like, if you're building a team, like that's not fair. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. That's not even fair. Like, yeah. In my yeah. Opinion, but yeah, Bam's, I agree. Bam's an all-star in my opinion. Is he okay. as good as Tatum? God, no. Okay. Yeah. Alex, go ahead. Um, yeah, that's the same thing with like when uh, Nick, because I had one less guard than you guys. So I had like the Sabonis argument because I seen the Pacers were doing good. And it's like Kim and Brogdon, but I couldn't bring Brogdon just because of like the. Um, I got Gordon Hayward. Okay. I think ever since he's joined Charlotte, I just like he's just like the leader of the team. He's the reason why they're winning. He's averaging 23 points, four rebounds, five assists. He's shooting 43 from the, from the three point. Like he's shooting a lot, so that's good. He's like 50% from the field goal range. And I just think once like Charlotte figures it out with like the whole Lamello, Terry Rogier, Graham, like once they figure out that guard, I think that's when Charlotte's going to start clicking and it will be because of Gordon Hayward. Like I think he's been really fun to watch this year. And I think ever since he's left and joined this team, like he's just, I think the coach has done such a good job putting him with Charlotte and the piece around him to be good. And like I, like, I enjoyed watching him. And I didn't have Sexton, but I had drumming this year. 
Oh, I think Jesus, drumming... here we go again with the drumming. <laughs> every oh, year, my God. Every year, no, stop it. Drumming is in He's this year. He's a double-double machine, but, like, does that make you an all Votes are coming in. The votes are calling for drumming to make it this year. He's won some games, averaging 26 points, 14 rebounds. He's won a couple of games against good teams to make it. To make a statement, because I know one game last week, Sexton was out, and he put up 23 points. It was seven teams, and he won the game for them because he came. He finished with, like, five consecutive field goals near the end of the game. I'm just, like, I'm giving Drummond some love. I'm like, there's, I think he, there's rumors he might get bought out, dude. That's yeah. what I know. I was like, like should you I don't put buy him out in? an all-star. Yeah, like, dude. If he, oh, yeah, that's a great point, Nick. And you know what else? You know what? Let me give Alex some credit. You know, he has been improved defensively this year. Like, the Cavs' defense is one uh, of yeah. the best in the NBA, and it's a lot of it uh, – not all of it, but a lot of it is because Drummond's improvement – you know, helping at the rim and not being a complete sieve defensively. Like, that, no, that yeah. is part of it. So, like, if – And Drummond's is... been better offensively, too. I'm not knocking out. Yeah, yeah. right. an all-star. Drummond's sweet. I like Drummond a lot. Like, he's, right. it's just, like, there's a chance he gets bought out. Like, there is a Oh, chance. I know. I know. It was, like, a risky one. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, there's so many trades talk, so many trade rumors. You're just, like, what is going to happen? Because we're doing this 20 games in, right? So, yeah. who knows what's going to happen in the next 20 games? But I was, like, right now, yeah, I'm giving Drummond some love. I think Cleveland's – Nice. Sneaky this year, so yeah, I'm giving you put some Drummond lovers. over Bam and Randall. I did. Okay. I think Bam's stats. No, no, Bam is. I just think. Okay, let me put it this way. I think Bam's stats are as good because there is no Butler, there is no Tyler, yeah, so okay. he has to shoot more. He has to get more rebounds. Has to pass the ball more. Fair. Drummond isn't that guy. Like right now, Bam is the guy. But once Butler came back yesterday, Butler showed that he is the guy. I think Butler. I, I saw he was at 20 points after the third quarter. So I, then Butler oh, came no, in. And yeah, said, yeah. Yeah, and that's my argument. I think Drummond and Sexton together, it's both both their teams. Even though Sexton, I think, is averaging a couple more points more. But both of them together right now, I just think Drumming is doing his part. And Bam's stats are up right now because nobody is playing right now because of the COVID, unfortunately. So I think his stats are up like that. But I wanted Randall instead of Drumming. I love watching Randall. Getting, he already has, like, what, two triple-doubles this season. He d- is making the Knicks better. He is opening the floor more. But, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm giving Drumming some love again back-to-back years. Fair enough. All right. Okay, Nico, what do you got? We, 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 can, we can move on to the uh, the next one because my two others after the four we already discussed were Randall and Gordon Hayward. Okay. Uh, over them. But those as, are... Anyone who knows me knows I don't like Gordon Hayward as a basketball player at all. I've never liked him. I've always thought he was super overrated, but he is having an amazing year this year. Right? Like, you can't like that. Come on. Him and his 18 <laughs> wives. Then he left Utah and had to divorce 17 of them. Um, but, but no, it's I, I never really liked him. I was overrated, but you can't knock him this year. He's having a hell of a season. He deserves to get in. For sure. And also, I just want to give some, like, low-key love to Nikola Vucevic, man. Like, he oh, is balling he out, man. Too, yeah. He is balling out, like, big time. He's shooting the three at such a high clip. He's, I think he's taking, like, seven a game and making them at, like, 44%. He's a 24-10 and 10 guy right now. And I know, like, the Magic aren't, like, you know, that good. And, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of players and he's just kind of eating up all those possessions. Like I get that. He eats up everybody. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's, he's eating up those possessions efficiently. And so like, he eats up those possessions like hard and eats up buffets. There you go. There you go. Right. Like he's, he's, he's balling out. Uh, so I figured I just mentioned him. Um, and to round out my two, uh, wildcard guys were actually Trey Young and Zach Levine. So my all-stars are, uh, Embiid, Giannis, Sabonis, Harden, Irving, Durant, Brown, Tatum, Young, Randall, Levine, and Beal. Those are those are my all stars. Uh, and you know, I, I considered some other guys. You know, Vucevic was close. Sexton was close. You know, I even considered you know Chris Middleton was close. 
So is Miles Turner, man. Miles Turner is close to Four me. He's really good. Moments, man. This guy, he's, are he's, we watching Hakeem? Like, he's a defensive player of the year candidate right now, and I had to consider that. I just say he was close. He didn't make it for me, but he was close. So I just figured I'd mention. For sure, yeah. For me, the two that were close were Sexton. I was very close to getting in over Levine, and the other one was me that I was tossing up between was the three, the trio between. Vucevic, um, Bam, and Randall ended up going yeah. with uh, Bam and Randall. But yeah, to list my All Stars as well, starters or whatever were Beal, Brown, Giannis, Durant, Embiid. Bench was Harden, Trey Young, Sabonis, Tatum. Went with Bam, and then wild cards were Levine and Randall. But Bam and Randall were vice versa. They could be flipped for for, right. for sure. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, my 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 wild cards. My two wild cards. Um, it's going to contradict what I was saying earlier because I do think he's like one of the most overrated star players, but I did have Bam in there. He's having a great season. He was one of my wild cards, and Zach Levine was my other wild card. Okay. So to reiterate, my all-stars out of the East, the starters, Beal, Brown, Katie, Giannis, Embiid. Then on the bench, you got Tatum, Randall, Trey Young, Colin Sexton, Gordon Hayward, Bam Adebayo, and Zach Levine. Beautiful. Alex, two years, just did, one more time here. Did we all have Levine? Uh, I think no, so, Derek right? didn't. Derek? I did, yeah, I had him in my wild card. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, oh, so you yeah. was, so I was, okay, sneaked in, okay, that's good. Then. Yeah, same thing with, like, the Eastern, everyone has the same, the Beal, Brown, Giannis, Durant, Embiid, the guards, I had, like, the Trey, Levine, Harden, and then I had Tatum, and then Sabonis, and then, like, my wild card would be the uh, drumming, and then Gordon Hayward. Okay, cool. All right, let's move to the West. Okay, so the West, to me, was a lot easier. I had less guys that I considered, and more locks, personally. Uh, so again, let's start with the guards. Uh, again, I'm going to give you my guards. You tell me if you guys had anything different. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to even say. I know Nico's going to have something different. So let's just I'm going to assume that right now. Okay? <laughs> I know where this is going too. All right. I think we all do. My f- <laughs> I know we do. My four guards <laughs> are Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. Does anybody have something different? Let's start with you, Nico, because I know you have one different, at least one. <laughs> I got I got a few in the bag here, right? Oh, okay. So so my guards, um, you know what? I'm just gonna put all my guards into a category, even in, excluding the wild card spot. I'm just gonna spit out my guards that I have here. Okay. I have Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry. Those are the three that everyone expected. And I got my boy Jamal Murray coming oh, in there, the surprise. best player in the league. Let's go! All right, Kitchener <laughs> pride right here. I'm not even from Kitchener, but I'm gonna act like I'm because I love Jamal Murray so much. Um, and then. And my fifth one, again, this is, goes back to my argument. You're on the best team. You got to get in there. I'm giving a guy his due. He might not have the best. He's playing good this year. Might not have all-star numbers, but he's deserved to be an all-star that many times and has never been chosen. So I'm going Mike Conley in a guard roster spot. Give him the spot on the all-star team. Make it kind of like a significant special pick if you have to. I don't care. He deserves to be an all-star in the NBA. He's had many years where he should be on there where the West was just too loaded. He's on the best team in the league right now. He's anchoring it with his point guard play. Put him on. He's played fantastic this year. Yes. I'll, give it, I'll give it to him. He's played fantastic. If there's going to be a year where he's an all-star, it's, it, it's going to be this year. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it to you. Um, sorry, go ahead, Alex or Nick, whatever one you guys want. The, yeah, your four guards. Do you want me to go for it? I have uh, more than four. But okay. uh, I have my two starters are Curry and Lillard. I actually have technically Doncic as a forward because I went with the, with the team list on this. Okay, that's so fine. So the team list as a forward. So I was like, he's going – forward for me and i saw different all-star places have him forward have guards so i was like i'm going forward i, I have the same issue with like donovan mitchell i put him as a forward even though he's got guard play too like okay. it's just i just put players on my team like it's okay. so interchangeable right exactly yeah so yeah i got uh 
can, let's can, let's say for my team, Doncic is a forward. Let's say keep that in mind. So I got Curry and Lillard starting, and then on the bench I got John Morant, and I'm going to say Paul George as a guard as well. Okay. Um, and then I also got Donovan Mitchell as a guard. And then this one was tough. I'm kind of regretting it because he hasn't played as much, but he's just been so good. I'm going to toss him on Devin Booker. Um, sure. And then, yeah, those are the guards that make up my team. Okay, Alex? Until he breaks up with Kendall, he shouldn't be an all-star. <laughs> I like how Nico's pop culture references actually factor into his all-star, all-star yeah. votes. Of course. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Course. I love it. That's fantastic to me. Okay, go ahead, Alex. Um, the starters, I got uh, Dantage and uh, my boy Curry. And then for like the, the bench, I got uh, Dame. I have Mitchell as my guard. And then this sneaking one, just like uh, Nick said, because Jumbo couldn't play a lot. But I'm going to take another. I'm going Victor Oladipo, who just left Indiana and now joins Houston. I think Oladipo, okay. uh, Houston's on a four-game win streak. He's played all four games. I think he's averaging, uh, was it 26 points, four rebounds, five assists with Houston on the four-game winning streak ever since he's joined. But right now, Toronto is averaging 22 points, five rebounds, five assists. So I think him and, like, what – Houston was doing, so they had to get rid of Harden. Obviously, he wanted out. So I guess what they got was a nice young. How, I'm not too sure how old he. I think he might see him in the 27 range. Yeah, he's like 27. Oh, he's not 29. I think said, so. Okay. I'll double check. I was playing two. Oh, I thought he was a bit check younger. That. I thought he was like 27, 28. But go ahead, Alex. Okay. And I think Oladipo playing with John Wall, the air going to come off the bench for them. It just fit well, and then Victor Oladipo is playing really well. I think Houston could make plus eighth and seventh because of Victor Oladipo, John Wall, Demarcus. Yeah, he'll be 29 good. this year. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So older than I expected. Okay. Okay. Be 29 in May for a while. 29 in May. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my fifth guard. would be a Victor Oladipo. Instead of Devin Booker, I was leaving the Booker for, like, but I was, like, enough games. But I was, like, okay, Victor and Booker haven't played enough games, but I'm giving it to Victor. Uh, nice. Okay. I like it. I like the the off-the-grid pick with, Ol- with Oladipo. I think you can make an argument for him, actually. Uh, he personally wasn't on my All-Star team, but I don't uh, – um, not as bad as Drummond. We'll put it like that. I'm not as outraged <laughs> as I would be with Drummond. I'll give you that. Uh, Man, okay, Drummond makes it. Let's go. Let's go to the forwards. And again, I think we've. I think we've got five locks here. Um, again, could be wrong, but I think we have five locks. Uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nikola Jokic. Anybody not have any one of those guys? That's my lock. Okay, I'm going to assume the silence means they're locks. Okay, yeah, so that, Nick had Paul George as a Nick had Paul George as a guard. Oh, so that's, that's right, that's right, team. that's right. But, but I had Doncic like, as a forward, so just flip. It's, okay. it's okay. and I had the opposite. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so they're they're all on the team. That matters. Okay, that means that leaves one more forward spot. And again, there's a lot of play. There's you know, maybe actually, you know what? Not a lot of places you can go. Now that I look at it, um, if you look deep into the West, like. Not a lot of places you can That's go. That's why I have Booker and Morant making it because it's like why like there's for me there's not a ton of forwards that are like I don't yeah. know. They are so like I spots, so like. my last forward was Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think he's been Ooh. fantastic defensively. Uh, top five defense in the West. Uh, a lot of that always has to do with Gobert, and I understand they have good perimeter defenders. You know, I think Mitchell's been improved on the perimeter. Conley is still a good. De- uh, perimeter defensive player uh Ingles and Bogdanovich you know can defend uh Royce O'Neal I don't need to go through the list they, they they defend well throughout their roster but Rudy Gobert is always there his his eye test impact to me has been uh you know just as prominent as previous years uh and you know I just I just think he's a fantastic player I just I do uh I think he's I think he's deserving uh of an all-star spot this year especially with the lack of centers you know, there are to choose from our forwards, I guess, uh, in the West. So he's been the best of that, that non-forward, non-lock forward group, uh, I'll put it. And so, yeah, I went with Rudy Gobert. I went, I I went with, um, 
All right, Nick, you go. You go. Oh, I was going to say, I don't even have Gobert making the team personally, okay. but um, which is he was close for me. He was really close for me. The forwards, technically, I know we already talked about Doncic, George, whatever. Doncic, LeBron, Jokic make out the starting lineup for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bench forwards are actually, keep in mind, PG's a guard. Zion, AD, and Kawhi. Oh, you make the Zion case for me. Because I don't know, for me, there wasn't many places for me to go. Like, to be honest, like, I just didn't think in the West there was that many guys that were that valuable. I know, just, I guess it's been more just, not to say, like, it's just all about stats, but, like, it's more like what Nico said with Mike Conley, just, like, kind of get him in for that one all-star game. It's more the opposite. Zion's going to have a ton. This is the first year Zion's really taken off, and he's going to have really have, I think, begin to cement his legacy. I think he's going to get in the all-star game and he's just going to fly from here. And his numbers are good. They're 24, 8, and 2. Like, it's not like they're bad. You know what I mean? He's shooting 59%. He's just, and it'd be fun to see him in the all-star game. That's, that's why right. I have him. I'm that's with right. Nick. Yeah, I have him as my sure. other forward, too, because he'd yeah. just be fun to watch in an all-star game. Yeah. He's going to get the people voting him in. I agree with I agree, Nick. That's my pick, too. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I have Zion, too, just because and even he's actually leading the Pelicans in points per game. It's not Ingram. I, I was Ingram. He does average most points per game for the Pelicans. It is Zion. And it's not like Zion's playing bad. Like he's, I think Zion's playing good, and yeah. he's like Alex said, like he's been not the leader. Ingram's definitely when they need a bucket. They yeah, go. yeah. But like Zion's really taken a load, and I think it's only up from here. Like he has huge hype coming in, and I think he's gonna live up to it. He's I'm not gonna say he's gonna exceed it, but I think he's gonna live up to his hype. Okay, yeah, so, so all so all of you guys have Zion as your sixth forward, uh, pending those guys. Yeah, Damn, like Zion, I'm in Zion the minority. Yeah. I'm in the minority here. This is crazy. Okay, so I didn't have Zion uh, on the team. He wasn't even one of my two wild cards, and I'm going to say them right now. Okay, so I got Devin Booker as one of my wild cards. And my other wild card, which I'm not sure if we're going to hear this name anymore, I got DeMar DeRozan as one of my wild cards, man. Yo, this was hard for me. Like, I, I, I debated between, you know, Morant, who hasn't played a lot of games, and Connolly, who's played well. Uh, CP3, who's played pretty well, but didn't have the argument to me. Shea Gilgis Alexander was there, you know, for me. And, you know, I even had uh, Ingram, Zion, and Towns rounding out my list of guys that I considered. But, you know, DeRozan, man, like, if you actually look at DeRozan's stats, like, he's averaging career no, highs. I'm going to pull them up quickly. No, they're in amazing. a lot no. of categories. You know what I mean? In a lot of categories. And let me actually just pull them up just so I'm not talking out of my – my butt he's so looked over all yeah. the time. I Even considered back in Toronto, DeMar. he was always looked over. For sure. And he's completely shifted his game. Like, I com- yeah. I considered DeMar over John Morant, just games played. I just I ended up going with Jaw. But, like, that was one I considered. So For sure. Like, dude, he's shooting 37% from three this year. And, yeah, he's only taking two attempts a game. But that's the second highest of his career. He's never taken – That's still not great, though. Yeah, still – you know, for sure, that's still not great. I agree. But 48% from the field – is fantastic. And I know a lot of that is twos, but they're tough twos. They're not always at the rim, right? Still buckets. You you know, exactly. Still buckets. 6.7 assists per game, along with a career high assist percentage. That's a career high for DeRozan per game. I know it does, like, it seems like he would average more, but he actually doesn't. And dude, he has an assist to turnover ratio of four to zero. 4.0 assist to turnover ratio for DeMar DeRozan. That's not bad as a lead guard creator for, you know, a, a fourth place Spurs team you know, by the way, who doesn't shoot a lot of threes, who doesn't have any real, uh, you know, secondary careers. Yeah, you can say LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, he can, he can score a little bit. But, I mean, other than that, like, you know, okay, Patty Mills has been pretty good off the bench. Like, I, I get that. But, like, Deontay, DeJounte Murray, you know, he's a defensive first player. Derek White hasn't even been there for Johnson most of the year. can score. Who? I was going to say Johnson. Johnson can score. Oh, 
Didn't see that. Oh, coming. Keldon Johnson, you mean? Like the rookie? Yeah, for sure. He can put the ball in the basket for sure. But, I mean, if we're talking about who is – He's a second-year player, though, isn't he? Uh, oh, is he se- – um, I think he's second. Right, actually. Yeah, he's yeah, a second-year yeah. player. Yeah, he and he's been emerging. You're right. He's been uh, a guy that's, you know, one of the uh, – But he's not like a bucket candidates. getter. Oh, I need no. a bucket. I'm going to Keldon Johnson. Like, no, yeah. exactly. And that's my point, right, is like DeMar is not only the guy you're going to if you need a bucket. He's also the guy to get the, them in their offense. Uh, you know, he's, he's becoming like this – you know, shooting guard mold of primary creators in the same, you know, breath, you know, maybe not as good, but in the same mold as a guy like, you know, Booker and Levine uh, and Harden, where it's these shooting guards that are actually like point guards because they have the ball in their hands, you know, so much. Uh, and, he, and he's actually driving, you know, somewhat, you know, efficient offense, you know, for the Spurs. Uh, and I think that, yeah. you know, that they play with, faster this year too. Or am I wrong? Am I just talking about my, like, I didn't actually look at that stat just from what I've been watching in San Antonio. It feels like they play a lot faster than in past. Is that true? Or am I wrong? There? Uh, I, well, I can check the, the, the pace. Yeah, you don't have to. I could just be talking. If, to if, if DeMar like could shoot the three, he, he'd be in like top 15 in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion. DeMar Jordan. The only, his, his, yeah. DeMar Jordan. <laughs> We always have this talk, don't we? DeMar DeRozan would be like a crazy star if he played 90s NBA. Oh, But he's dude. in, the, in he's, here where you need to shoot a three, yeah. and he can't shoot the three. And he's the type of Stop. guard that'll, like, back you in, too. Like, he's like, this yeah. is 90s, 80s basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. He, and he prides himself on that, right? He, yeah. he, every, like he said in the past, like, he, in Toronto, you guys have heard him before. Like, there's not a single move that Kobe Bryant did that he didn't study or know about sure, or stride. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's, that's just his game, right? He's even wearing Kobe's on the court all the time. Uh, so, it's all that stuff. So, yeah, like, 60% true shooting, like, is just, you know, ridiculous for a, a lead guard that's got them – you know, fourth in the West. So, you know, you know, give me the more, give me the more, give, give me the Kobe, you know? I didn't hear Nico or Alex's full all-stars though. I want to hear that. Oh yeah, for sure. Go ahead. For the West. Okay. My, well, the West, my wild cards were Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. Those are, I already said them in the them before. My whole list from West starters, Dame, Doncic, LeBron, Kawhi, Jokic. On the bench, AD, Curry, Conley, Mitchell, Zion, Paul George, and of course, Jamal Murray. I'm I'm a little offended. I didn't hear more Jamal Murray talk. I'm glad that Derek brought up Shy because Shy was having a great season too. We got to rep these Canadians, boys. Come on now. <laughs> Lou, Lou, Lou should be in too. All right, that whole you know what? Let's see Canadian team should be in. in one there too. Oh, I'm not putting Olenek in there. Oh, you're gonna put no. you're gonna put Dwight Powell. Yeah, I put Dwight Powell in there. Trey, Don't give me Trey Lyles. Ooh, Trey Lyles. He's been having a tough season, man. You know what? He could be an all-star <laughs> consideration, all, all jokes aside. Oh How about uh, who am I missing here? Um, Dylan Brooks, man. Andrew Wiggins, Brooks. man. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins raised his game. Tristan Wiggins, Golden State. Thompson, yeah. We got a, we got a squad. Um, for the two wild cards, I had would, would be Gobert, and then I did have DeMar, too. But it's weird because I wanted to put CJ, but because he broke it, uh, broke his foot, he's Dude, out for I was one. so close to putting CJ. I wanted to put yeah. CJ because I'm just looking at the stats. I'm like, CJ is better than DeRozan. But I'm Dude, just I like, have John Morant in there. If you can put John Morant in there, I think you put CJ in there. Well, so but, like, if, I, but I think John Morant will play enough games like once all-star voting concludes that he'll play it, more yeah. than that CJ. That covers it, yeah. Where CJ won't. Fair. That's the thing. Fair. It's unfortunate because he was having a good start with Portland. With They're both averaging more than 25 points per game, and then he broke his foot. I was like, come on. But yeah, I do have Demar Rosen and uh, Rudy Gobert. But if Be careful, it's too late, CJ. Yes. Yeah, careful, CJ. CJ is careful. Careful, CJ. But those, yeah, those are my other two wild cards. Uh, There's some good All Star teams. Yeah, man. I know. I like that we had you know some disagreements. I think more in the 
in the East than we did in the West as expected. But, you know, that just, that, that's just a testament to how tough it is this year, right? Like the, the, with COVID absences and postponed games and, uh, you know, just all this, uh, you know, all these factors, you know, especially these, you know, home and homes and stuff like that. It's, it's just a different, you know, regular season. Like whether you want to, whether you want to, mm-hmm. you know, chalk that up to, you know, all-star candidates being different or not. Like, I just think we're seeing a lot more breakout guys this year than we have in previous years. Like, you know, Randall and Sexton, you know, in the East and, you know, Zach Levine this year. And, you know, we even had a Gordon Hayward pick and uh, in the East. And, you know, we even talk about Jeremy Grant in the East. Who's I know, playing yeah. at an all-star level just on a poor Christian team. Wood in the West Christian is an Wood. all-star level, but like, you know what I mean? He's a guy you can talk about. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, like think about how many, like, uh, like I even just, I even, you know, briefly mentioned Miles Turner as a guy that I consider, you know, John yeah. Collins is another guy we, you know, probably should at least talk about, you know, and these guys might not make the all-star game and I get it. Like there's always going to be snubs and deserving guys, but I feel like there's going to be more deserving guys left off this year than maybe in previous years. And maybe that's For just sure. me. But uh, that, that's yeah, how it feels right too. now. No, it's like you said. There's just a lot of guys emerging for sure. Yeah. So uh, I think that's I, I think that's important to note. All right. Cool. So that's that's the all star portion of things. Uh, do you want to go into our surprise teams next, or do you guys want to go rookies? What do you guys want to do first? What's more exciting to you? I'm more excited for the rookie. Uh, You're the host. Talking my rookie. All right, Alex. Yeah, we is... all know who you're picking too. All right, we can Alex. just skip Alex. All right, He's not no, a very okay. wise man when it comes to rookies. Oh, okay. What a transition. <laughs> okay, so uh, Alex, I want to hear who you think is rookie of the year so far. You mean and why? If he not, I want to hear. I want to hear your wise pick on who might be and uh, who who might surprise you. So go ahead. I'm going to Dub Nation. I'm going with my uh, second round pick. I'm going with Wiseman. I think okay. he was the favorite going into the season. I think it's kind of diminished a little bit because how other rookies are playing. This is actually is a good rookie year draft with like Edwards Lamelo and stuff like that. But I do think Wiseman is will be the rookie of the year for them because I think he'll get the minutes. But I've been watching last uh, last couple of Golden State games. He started on the bench the last four games because he's played Thank twenty games a season. That. That's important. He started sixteen games the last four. He's missed, but the last four games he's uh, not sorry missed. The last games he's been benched. He averaged. He got twenty five points, thirteen points. 19 points. So I think Steve Kerr is real. Maybe he comes off the bench for Looney and just comes in and at the seven, six minute mark in the first quarter. And he does better when like, I'm not saying the players are tired, players are not tired, but I think when the rotation comes, the bench comes, Wiseman is more effective against teams when their bench is on more than their starters. And I just think him and Draymond Green are finding their connection on the screener role. And you see how Draymond Green's hyping him up. He's telling him, giving him tips on defense and on offense and showing like how to set screens for the Curry and what to go where that I agree at. with. Yeah, they've really – he's really They're taken really Wiseman under under his wing, really teaching for him, sure. like, where to be on offense and defense for sure. You've seen a lot of that. I agree, Alex. And I, did, I didn't think I would see that from Draymond. I didn't see him as that player, but – because usually he's fighting with his team. But I think with Wiseman, he's actually is helping him a lot. Um, yeah, like like I said, two starts goal, he averaged – he got 25 points. He got shot 9-14. He's actually, for a first center, he's shooting 41% from the three. When he got 25 points, he was three for three from the three. He's shooting two for three, one for three. So he's taking three, sometimes taking four attempts, hitting two, three, one shot. So he is shooting from the three. Um, his field percentage for a center is 50%. So that's nothing to talk about because that's what a center should be doing. Uh, he's averaging 12 points per game, six rebounds. So the way his stats are going up, I was checking, it should it, like it should be going up. So I think by all-star, he should be averaging like the 14, 15 range and then hopefully end of the season 17. 
and like nine rebounds. I think that will get him the rookie of the year. And I think it will help Golden State make that playoffs because right now they're fighting with Portland and they're fighting with top teams like that, like in the nine, eight range, like right now. So I think he could maybe give them that little push. So I do have Wiseman as my MVP. Okay, so I'm sorry, MVP rookie of the year. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's what crazy I thought you meant. Okay, <laughs> so I'll push back a little bit with your Wiseman stuff. Okay, you mentioned he shoots 41 percent from three. Right now, he's taking one a game. He's taking one, one a game. game. So he's making don't make 41 percent of them. He's making 41 yeah. percent of one a game. Okay, so you, how much value that's providing? I'm not sure. Uh, Is that checking the last like six or seven games? Because I know he shot three for three like two games ago. Then the game before they shot, I think it was one for three. So I think he's taking that's more shots. That's the big shots thing with Wiseman. Wiseman's coming on now. The start of the season that's was a think real it was. slow that's start for him, and he's coming on the past six to seven games. He's been really coming on. Okay, we well, Ross to do this because yesterday I had a double double Wiseman bet. It was ten bucks pays at one hundred and sixty seven bucks, and because they were killing him, Steve Kerr pulled him after seventeen minutes with eleven and nine. So <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off right now. So I'm not that's gonna. Right. Let's. Uh, that's not a knock on Wiseman, but um, oh, okay. So here's my other. So knock on Kerr. Here, here's my other part of why I don't think Wiseman is going to sustain 41% from three, okay? He's shooting 62% at the line, you know, taking uh, on three a game. And if we know anything about, you know, shooting, your free throw percentage is pretty indicative of what you'll shoot from three. And, you know, there's a few exceptions. You know, J.R. Smith shoots like 60 from the line, and, you know, somehow he's like a 37% shooter chucking every year. So there are like some of those examples, but generally if you're not a good free throw shooter, you probably won't be a good three point shooter. You know, that could change, but we're only talking about one year here. Uh, in terms oh, that's of very, uh, that's very accurate usually. Yeah. That's what I find at least uh, in terms of correlation, you know, six rebounds a game, you know, 1.5 of those on, on the offensive end, I think is pretty good. I think that's uh, that provides, you know, some value there. Uh, 0.7 assists to 1.6 turnovers. You know, that's, half, you know, half assisted turnover ratio. I get it. You know, that's not what you uh, you want from your center. You know, your center definitely isn't the guy that's going to be initiating offense, but again, you know, just not, not a good ratio there, regardless of what his role is. You know, he's blocking some shots, uh, you know, which is good, you know, but average uh, true shooting, um, you know, and he's part of actually, where does Golden State are ranked defensively right now? I, I want to check that really quick, but you know, uh, they're 12th right now in defensive rating. So I was going to say, I would, my guess was 10 to 15. Mid range, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's been okay. He's a center, you know, he's, he's, he's going to take time to develop. I get it. But if we're talking about one year rookie of the year, uh, I just, I think there's, I think there's been better rookies and I, and I say rookies with an S because I, I think there's been more than one. And, you know, I think the, the one we should kind of at least get to right now is LaMelo Ball. Uh, I mm -hmm. think that that, uh, I think most people would agree that he right now is the front runner, at least for rookie of the year. The let me, clear front runner. Let me bring up his yeah. stats and not just by statistics either. You know, he just looks like exactly. the best player in this draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just from a not even from a statistical standpoint, you know, he's averaging the same amount of rebounds as points as Wiseman, but you know, his percentages is coming back. You know, he's now shooting 43% from the field and yes, he's shooting 30% from three on four attempts a game, but again, shooting 75% from the line that to me, you know, is more indicative of someone who might, you know, come around a little bit uh, when it comes to shooting three pointers, you know, and he the, shoots the, a ton. Like and he, he does. Shoot up, a ton. I just came up on his career. high note. he got 27 yesterday. 27. Yeah. He That's got right. 27 he last night. 
Yeah, he's yeah. already had a triple-double, you know, 2.4 assist-to-turnover ratio. You know, that was one of the things James Borrego was kind of harping on him a little bit for was he's, he's turning it over too much uh, in his minutes. And, you know, I think, Perth, you know, he's playing 25 minutes a game right now as LaMelo Ball, and he's only turning it over, you know, two and a half times uh, per – uh, you know, per game in those 25 minutes, you know, we're talking about it, and we're talking about it. Exactly. And we're talking about a 19 year old rookie point guard. You know what I mean? So per 36, I think he's only averaging actually like three turnovers uh, a game. Uh, so we're, I agree. I agree. And I think we're still in that two to one assisted turnover ratio. Uh, you know, one and a half steals a game is good, is good for his anticipation. I think he's a better defender than most people thought, you know, coming out of, um, coming out of Europe uh, in Illawarra where he didn't give a lot of effort. Seems like he's giving more effort now, um, which is, which is good. He's got a triple double this year, two double doubles. Yeah. He's below average true shooting for a rookie. And, but he's, you know, he's put, he's getting the ball put in his hands. Uh, they, you know, he can play without the ball a little bit. I did a thread where, you know, I saw LaMelo like actually attacking closeouts and like the different reads he can make off that. Like that's pretty advanced and that bodes well for bringing in another, you know, guy that can play on the ball next to LaMelo because he can catch and shoot, he can attack uh, off the dribble. You know, he does a lot of these things uh, that, you know, not only makes him a threat, you know, with the ball in his hands, but also can play without the basketball too. And I think that that's, you know, pretty, uh, pretty important. He's got like, he's not great finishing around the rim, but you can see he has like these like, you know, jelly type layups where he starts with the right and like comes around with the left, like finishing through contact. Like I think once he gets stronger, he'll be able to, you know, convert a lot more of those opportunities. Uh, but I think specifically talking about this year, I just think he's been the best rookie and I just, I don't see it, you know, being really close. Like if you want to talk about, you know, Halliburton and, you know, Wiseman, and, you know, I don't even think Cole Anthony has been really that good to be honest. Uh, I, you know, what do we, like Devin Vassell, Sadiq Bay, like who else am I missing that like, you know, Anthony that, Edwards. Well, yeah, again, Anthony Edwards is like so damaging. No, the there's only right three now. that you can convert, like really talk. It's Wiseman, Ball, and Halliburton. Like there's I no one so really too. else. Like I don't even, I don't even think we can put, you think we can put Edwards in that conversation, Nico? No, I don't. I mean, he's getting buckets. The guy's putting up points. I think he's leading the, the rookie leader in points right now per game. Yeah. Um, or he was last week. I can't remember when I checked, but he was the, leading the league in rookie point scoring or scoring, which is, it's, it's good. You can't just disregard that fact there. Right. Sure. I'm not saying he's in the top three of the rookies, but I'm not saying like, he's not, he's not been good by any means. And I think if he keeps this up and keeps going, he could put himself into this conversation near the end of the year. Yeah. Let's take a look at Anthony Edwards statistics, you know, really quickly. Yeah. He's, uh, um, and, and I'd agree too with you guys when you said like Mello is the clear front runner, I right, think, yeah. Before two weeks ago, he was the only one you could talk about as he. Now, in the past stretch, I think Wiseman has put himself into the conversation that he could eventually get to that level in, in a few months. Yeah. I'm not saying right now it's still mellow, but Wiseman's getting a lot closer over this past stretch of games. He's been yeah. really good. Yeah, I don't disagree, sure. but I think that LaMelo's game is just going to take off as well as minutes improve. It his, should. The, it the should. knock on him, yeah. what Derek said, was Brago was saying too many turnovers in his minutes his turnovers have actually gone down a little bit so like and he's playing 25 minutes a game but he doesn't turn over the ball that much he's gonna get more minutes if he continues to play this way so his numbers are bound to go up as well so for sure should, they should well it is a clear for that lamello is a favor right now if the rookie were to like finish today it would be lamello but i'm just like and then this season let's just see i'm like i'm giving it to wise let's just see if we'll take him at that final push and give it to Wiseman. so okay but yeah, I mean, it's a full season sure. award, so it's not a right, it's not a know. twenty game award. That, that you're right. right about that. Um, and just one more thing on Edwards. Right now, he's shooting thirty five percent from the field. Uh, you know that's and he's taking thirteen shots a game. 
13 field goal attempts? He's shooting 13 times a game. He's shooting 35% from the field. They haven't had God, that's right damaging, man. They haven't God, had that's damaging. There's been a lot of shot opportunities for him. It's not like yeah, he's just playing sure. hero ball. There's been a lot yeah. of opportunities for him to shoot. And he's ball. averaging more turnovers than assists. Oh, my God. Like, that is – oh, that's rough. That's rough. But how, much, okay. how much is his points per game? Is it in the 14 13. Rate? No, it's 13. It's 13. He's averaging oh, wow. more than he's averaging more than Wiseman and more than LaMelo Ball. But that just goes to show you he's how little more. points per game means sometimes. Like yeah. he is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's taking 13 shots to get those 13 points a game, which is That's tough. Cool. That's tough. Let's not disregard how bad that team's been playing too, oh, compared awful. to what I thought, oh, what I thought they could have been. Yeah. They, they have had like, no one too. They've had a lot of – they've been hit yeah. by like they, – they've, they've had their fair share of them uh, – Injury bug and just other issues, and like, COVID issues and whatnot. Yeah. But Towns has had it rough, man. Like this, yeah, I feel bad for Towns. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I just want to let's let's just discuss Tyrese Halliburton because I think he's the other guy, you know, in this conversation. You know, he yeah. started out like pretty, you know, pretty hot, like in terms of uh, you know coming out of the game. There was even a thought like, hey, maybe maybe he's the rookie of the year. You know, and he's coming off the bench and like, what if he started and uh, you know all this stuff. And then he as he's come back. Um, you know, he's, he's tailed off a little bit, but I mean, Hey, he sh- he's shooting 47% from the field, 41% from three. And he's taking five a game. Like, come on now, like 60% true shooting. Like this is an efficient guard right now. Uh, 5.4 assists to 1.6 turnovers. Like, Hey, now, you know what I mean? Like he's, there's a reason he's in the conversation. Like, let's not like, let's not just dismiss him. You know what I mean? He's That's- not just in the conversation. Like, I'm not saying like, I think like, because of what Alex, the reasons Alex and Nico said, I think Wiseman will be the number two come the end of the year. But like right now, betting odds have Halliburton as the second after Lamelo. Like he's technically so to me. Halliburton's been very good. Like that's why I said I think I think yeah. it's Lamelo one, Halliburton two, Wiseman three. If we're giving away the award today, but we don't give the award today. I think yeah. that's what Alex's a lot of Alex's. Uh, you know, argument is based on is that he's figuring it out with Draymond Green. He's figuring out, you know, how to play with Steph Curry, how to be effective on the defensive end. And if he continues to make those steps, then yeah, there's a, definitely a chance that, um, you know, that Wiseman could, you know, vault himself into that conversation, perhaps even win the award by year's end, especially playing in a great system, you know, with great culture and, you know, great, you know, experienced championship level teammates like Green and like Curry. But I think what Nick's, what, what Nick's point is, is, uh, you know, LaMelo's kind of doing the same thing. Now, he might not have that same type of mentorship that, you know, Wiseman has, but he's, but he's, he's going to have more opportunity. It looks like Charlotte seems to want to make the playoffs this year. And, you know, whether that's good for them or not is another question. But it seems like they actually are trying to win games, uh, judging by the way Borrego is willing to literally put the rookie on the bench in favor of trying to win games because he doesn't like how many turnovers – He's like, he's, he's putting out there. So the coach is literally saying, I'd rather win games than develop my rookie, which basically tells me a lot about what is going on internally there. So, you know, I think LaMelo is going to get more opportunity as he uh, continues to improve. And uh, I think by, I think by year's end, I think we'll see LaMelo ball as rookie of the year, but again, Halliburton's in this conversation too. So is Wiseman. Uh, And who knows, maybe there'll be another rookie that goes on a hot stretch and gets into the conversation too. So. It's not the, over the tough part for Wiseman is looking at years past, unless you are absolutely dominant, uh, it's very hard for a center or even a, like a big man 
to to grab those votes for the rookie of the year. Usually it tends to lead guard, small forward way. Like, especially like when DeAndre Ayton was a rookie and put up, I think it was like 20 and 12, and he wasn't even in the conversation because Doncic and Trey Young were just so unreal, right? I mean, 20 and 12 is still great numbers for a rookie center, right? Like, come on. Anyone in the conversation. Did Towns win rookie of the year when he was drafted? I think it was 2015 or something like that. Did he win it that year? I have to take a look. I think, that was might, I think he did, but again, but again, Towns was pretty dominant in his rookie year. Oh, he was. He's been dominant for, for rookies. Wiseman isn't close to being that level of dominant That's yet. True. No, and, true. and to be fair, to be fair though, this year's rookie class hasn't impressed me as much as years past. No, I agree. Well, um, everyone yeah. knew coming in that was that case. Everyone knew it, it was it was a it was a soft draft. draft. Everyone knew that was coming. I I agree. Um, and it's just no one's kind of I don't know nothing special this year for me. Melo could develop into someone super talented. Wiseman could develop into a great um, uh, center for a good team. But these guys, that you, I'm, I don't think we're seeing any future superstars. Maybe LaMelo's the only one, and that's a big maybe. I think Edwards has the potential too, but like, yeah, he hasn't really, he hasn't been consistent enough with it. That's right. <laughs> Consistency's killer. He, he's good. I love Anthony Edwards. It's just, he hasn't been that great this year but yeah, he can score so he can he can put up God. he can put up numbers when he's on a crappy team and i think that's going to be the best like he's thinking he might be the best player on a team that finishes in the bottom every year but he has the opportunity to develop this year in minnesota like, yeah. they don't, like he that's has the opportunity true. to, to like yeah. fail as, as much as he needs to yeah so opportunity like, yep, you're shooting 13 times a game that's of what course i mean he, he's <laughs> he's got all the opportunity he can handle right exactly. too much if you ask me we, we he's played a quarter of the season so yeah. like i mean yeah, develop. The of course, you got to develop. Fail. If he continues to fail the rest of the year, that's fine. As long as the failures decrease as the season goes on. That's right. Yep. I... Sorry, for the rookies, did you guys recognize Halliburton in the start of the season, or do you? I think my first was uh, it was like a month and a half. Like it was, I think it was like the five or ten point game mark when Fox was hurt and Halliburton started, and it was against the Bulls, and he got like twenty eight points. He had like the last three three pointer shots against the Bulls. Yeah, was, like, he went off. That's I think that's when I realized like okay Halliburton's like the real deal. I think that's when I realized it for the first time. I don't know if you guys noted like from the like, game one or game like five for example. Like how long did it take you guys to realize like Halliburton was like okay he's like a top three rookie so far. Um, like you said, really, when yeah. Fox went down a couple games yeah. after Fox went down, out of the draft I was pretty high on him to be honest. But like more is just an offensive guy who's gonna not gonna do much for you. He's actually gonna. I think, honestly, like, looking back at the box score, I think it was that January 8th game against the Raptors. Uh, I, I don't remember. They lost that game. Uh, if, if I remember, sir, that was like a shootout, I think, that game or whatever. But he went 5 of 7 from 3 in that game, and that's still his career high. Like a short career, obviously, but career high. And I was like, man, like, the thing that I, about Halliburton coming out of the draft was, like, a lot of his, like, you know, a lot of the attention was placed on that mechanics of that shot. He's a very low release point. They said, man, if he's going to be a six, five, you know, point guard, is that low release point going to be conducive to him? Like actually translating, you know, to shooting from, you know, distance, especially when, you know, it, like he brings it up almost from his chin, you know, and like kind of like goes forward. Like it's, it's kind of weird like that. And so that was the thing that I said, I was like, man, is this, if this shot translates, then he, there's going to be something there, but I wasn't exactly sure just the way he shot the ball uh, that, you know, that was going to happen, but it seems like the shots going in just fine, you know, more than just fine. In fact, he's like, he's bordering uh, on elite shooting for a rookie at least. So I think that's probably where I, I was like, okay, well, like something's, something's going to click here. It was that game against Toronto. What was that? Like six or seven games in, I think, or something like that. That's when I noticed personally. 
Yeah, I think we beat the beat this rookie argument to death yeah. now because, like I said, these rookies aren't that interesting this year, no, especially yeah, unless yeah. you're a fan of the team. Like I know Alex is a big Wiseman fan because he's a he's a Golden State fan, but really, other than that, they're just meh. Yeah, sure, I uh, I tend to agree. Okay, we all got a team to talk about. You know, whether you find them interesting or surprising or whatever way you want to classify them, we all got a different team to talk about, which is good, which is good because, you know, on this podcast, doing it by myself, I don't get to cover every team as much as I like to. So it's good that you guys are helping me out here. Who wants to go first with their team? Nobody wants I, to. I can, well, I, but Nico, yeah, you I have, to? Th- th- doesn't matter to me. I, I can go. Sure, go I'll, I'll take the lead and go first. So going into the season, I said, mentioned this a bit before. I was really looking forward to this Minnesota Timberwolves team. Don't worry, they're not the team I've chosen because they've just been <laughs> like t- brutal to watch. Um, and and when, when I actually look at it, the NBA is one of the worst professional sporting leagues in the world for – parity and competitiveness i find because going into the season you know who's meeting in the finals it's one of four teams For sure it's, like it's just it's just it's brutal right yeah. so what i what i gotta do is you gotta find teams that you would like that you can watch that are enjoying to watch you can't really get behind them thinking oh they can make a run and we talk about my team that i picked is the cleveland cavaliers um because they've been super fun to watch um i know you guys like especially derek and nick uh, alex over to you guys get big into the stats i'm more from like a fan perspective like i just want to watch something give me some good basketball to watch i want to have fun watching it and that's what cleveland yes and that's what the cavaliers have been this year the issue now is that uh, nick i remember you spoke about this before when we were talking in a chat is that do cleveland really want to make the eighth seed or the seventh seed, or would they rather just kind of tank For a little sure. bit and grab a better pick to keep trying? And that's what sucks about the NBA. That's just brutal. Like, come on. It's just a joke now. Play and play hard. And we, there's got to be a way to bring it back to parity. But either way, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, I I've, know just been mean, loving Cle- though, yeah. I've just been loving watching the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the the Sexland backcourt of Gumba, Darius Garland, and Colin Sexton so have been so much fun to watch. They look like they're having so much fun together on the court. They're funny off the court. Sexton finally bought into the Sexland nickname for both of them after, after weeks of it going. Like They've just been such an exciting team. And it's new because Cleveland has never been good without LeBron in my lifetime of watching basketball they've always been terrible true, even when lebron left and Kyrie was there terrible and then with obviously lebron made them who they are but now they're actually a good team with their own identity outside of lebron james and i think it's just a it's a great thing for cleveland and it's a great thing for the nba and they're fun team for me to watch especially with the raptors being so bad yeah i think those are all good arguments i mean i enjoy watching the Cavs too man i was what was so much fun to me is that game against brooklyn when sexton just went off in oh, the fourth right quarter at the end, overtime. Yeah, yeah, oh my god funny. that was that was that was everything for me i was just watching sexton be like all right jeff green come here i want you all right harden i want you kd you're getting this work uh Kyrie you're getting this right he was just Kyrie on his own shoes yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah good point Alex he was just picking out guys left right and center and said I'm okay give me the switch on this guy and this guy Joe Harris Kyrie all of them he was just killing them in the fourth quarter like a career high 42 or something and like that That, that's my favorite game of the year so far game of the year me too that was my favorite so far and like I I like that was where I was like, all right, man, time to start. It's t- time to start watching more Cavalier games. Like this is a I'm lot of fun. To watch drumming. You guys are tuning in for drumming. <laughs> We're tuning in for drumming. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but no, so like right now the Cavs, you know, they're actually, you know, they on offense. Like, let's be clear, they suck on offense, man. They're the 29th ranked offense. The only offense is worse is the Timberwolves. Okay, 
Every other offense in the league is better than the Cavs other than Minnesota. So on offense, they suck, but you got to tune in for what they do defensively right now. They are the ninth uh, best defense in the league. They were a lot higher earlier in the year. And man, like they're just buying in, you know, it's very similar to this Knicks mentality, right? Where it's just like, you know, maybe as individual defenders like Nance and Osman and, you know, Colin Sexton and, you know, Garland and Drummond, like, you know, individually, they're like, ah, he's that good of a defensive player. And then you just put them all together and they're like, oh, huh, this team defense looks pretty good. You know what I mean? You just, you put this together and this, this looks pretty good. Who is it over there now? Their coach, is it JB Bickerstaff? I think it is. He just seems to find these reclamation project type rosters and just gets them to play hard. Like I remember in Memphis, it was the same thing. He had like a stint in Houston when uh, Kevin McHale got fired, you know, same thing kind of turned their season around, even though, you know, didn't really turn out to be that good of a season uh, in that year for Houston. But the point is he just gets, he gets, just gets teams to play hard. And I think you're seeing that with this Cavs team. And I think that's a lot of fun to, to Nico's point. Like it's a lot of fun to see, you know, just a team that maybe isn't necessarily that good, but you know what, we're just going to give as best effort as we can. And, you know, we're going to give, you know, even the best teams in the league a shot every single night and you're just not going to push us over. Uh, so I think that that's where like the Knicks and the Cavs kind of have like a similar type of mentality, uh, you know, both kind of like, Terrible offenses, but, you know, we, we have a pretty good defense, and, you know, that's the way we're going to win games this year. And I think that's cool. I think that's fantastic, personally. A different way of watching the NBA game from the usual. Yeah, for sure. Different style. It's nice. I agree. Uh, all right. Who is uh, – who, who's next? Who, or do you want me to go? I can, I can go because I got a lot of – I got a lot of, like, stats and stuff to talk about specifically for my team, so. Go ahead. So would you want right. to go last or are you want to go now? All right. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go now. Okay, so my team, my team is the Utah Jazz. And so I picked the Utah Jazz. Like, I was planning to do a podcast before you guys decided you wanted to jump on one. Sorry. Uh, because when they were third, they were like, at this point, the Jazz had kind of separated themselves, like, from, like, the four, five, six tier. And, uh, like, the, the Nuggets and, you know, the rest of that, you know, kind of squad. And now they're, they were, at that point, they were, like, in that kind of tier with the uh, with the Clippers and the Lakers, at least from a wins perspective. And now as it sits, as we're recording this podcast, they have the best record in the NBA. So I said, man, why is the, how can the Utah jazz be doing this? Like, uh, you know, again, like you look at them offensively, right. And you think, okay, they have like Donovan Mitchell, who's like, you know, uh, a super good offensive player. And then outside of that, it's like, all right, is Mike Connolly like that good offensively? Like Rudy Gobert is not an offensive player. Uh, and they don't really have that many offensive guys. And so you wonder like, you know, okay, so I'm looking at this team right now and they are top five in offense and they're top five in defense. So what's going on here? So I dug into the stats a little bit, Um, you know, offensively right now, they shoot a ton of threes. Like the only team that shoots more threes than this team is the Toronto Raptors. And we know how many threes they take. We watch them every night. Uh, The Raptors take 48% of their shots from three. The Jazz take four, or sorry, 49% of their shots from three for Toronto, 48% of their shots from three for the Jazz. The thing is, is the Jazz hit their threes at a 40% clip. So they take so many of them and they hit them uh, like so often, like 40% from three and they're taking like half their shots from there. So I'm like, okay, who's actually hitting these damn three pointers? Like who, like who is knocking these down at a high clip? Well, Joe Ingles is shooting it at 45%. He's taking five a game. Royce O'Neal, 44%. He's taking four a game. Mike Connolly, 42%. He's taking seven a game. Donovan Mitchell, 40%. He's taking eight a game. Boyan Bogdanovich, 
39%. He's taking six a game. Jordan Clarkson, 39. He's taking eight a game. So there's six guys right there, your top six guys, that are shooting at worst 38% from three. Jordan so like, Clarkson's actually been balling out. Yeah, that, and that was good where I was going to next. Jordan Clarkson's like six man of the year if the, if the, if the season ends today. He's six man of the year. Yeah. Like this guy was like if maybe if maybe if Boucher didn't exist. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. I like that, Nico. I is forgot. Boucher gonna end the year with too many starts? Though I think he ends up. Staying. Yeah, that, that's that's a real concern, isn't it? Like he might like, actually start too many. Yeah. So yeah, so that's actually uh, something you might consider there with Boucher. But I agree, Nico. Uh, Boucher is definitely in that conversation. And you know, you know, offense, you know, on offense as well. Like this team, like they just run a lot of pick and rolls. You know, with their they run the most like pick and roll ball handler. You know, stuff in the league the uh, by percentage of their possessions. And then they just offensive rebound the hell out of the ball. Like you know, anytime like threes get missed, like they're just offense. They're just putbacks. They're second you know, per hundred possessions and offensive rebounds in the whole league. And they're first in, you know, total rebounds uh, per um, hundred possessions in the whole league. So they rebound the hell out of the ball. They shoot a ton of threes, you know, Donovan Mitchell's playing well. Clarkson's sixth man of the year. Connolly's playing, you know, on an all-star level. If you ask Nico, uh, Rudy Gobert is like defensive player of the year candidate and guys like Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich and all these other guys are shooting at, you know, 40% clip and they all defend. So it's like no wonder that they're first in the league. Like you don't For look sure. at this team like uh, like that, and then you start digging into individual statistics, and you're like, oh damn, like that's like an elite level, like for for like uh, as a shooter. And then I didn't even mention like some of the guys on their bench, like even Georges Niang is like playing well. No. And that team, uh, like Derek the Favors, system, like, they're all playing well. The system is built to be a good defensive team, but then they also have individual players who are good individual defensive players. Yeah. So it's just a match made in heaven. Like Quinn Snyder sure. has the system and the players it's perfect. Like it's, and then they have a guy like Donovan Mitchell on the offensive end. So it's like this team, it's a match made in heaven. Like the coaching scheme and the, the players, like the roster assembled, it's, it's a perfect gel. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gels just like that famous jazz from Utah. Just so good. There yeah. you go. Right. So they have this <laughs> what a one- terrible name. I know. I know. <laughs> they have this one lineup that they're playing right now. It's their starting lineup with Mike Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal and Rudy Gobert. They've played 229 minutes together. They have an offensive rating of 120 and a defensive rating of 99. They have a 20 net rating. Like Jeez. that lineup is killing teams. When yeah. they get out there, like gee, they're, they're blowing it out. And so, and it's, and then you just think about it. It's like, Oh, well, no wonder they're winning games because the, the starting lineup, you know, they, they get up seven, eight, nine, ten 10 points. And then all of the, all of the bench has to come in and do you just hold the fort. And, you know and Clarkson I mean? and then, comes off and just adds to the lead. And exactly, exactly. And then you can, and then they stagger, uh, you know, Connolly and Mitchell a little bit, and so that helps them a lot too. When you have at least one kind of, you know, uh, playmaker on the floor at all times. And good point, Nick Clarkson comes in and he starts wrecking, uh, you know, on offense. Like Clarkson is the second leading leading scorer on the team right now. Uh, so you know, you come off the bench and you got your second leading scorer on a top five offense coming in and chucking. Like, well, damn, like good luck getting back in the game. So. Again, I, I got more stats I can go into. Like, they, they do a lot of good stuff in transition, even though they don't run a lot and they're kind of a slow-paced team. But the point is, is that, you know, uh, as a whole, like, you, you don't look at this team as, like, a, a, an elite two-way team. When you start looking individually and then you start digging in a little bit more and you realize they're elite in a lot of the categories that matter. And uh, I, think that, I think that bodes well. I think, they're, I think if they try to get the one seed – this year and they can kind of stay out of the way uh, in the first two rounds of the LA teams, 
you know, maybe they hit they hit their stride in the conference finals, you know, with no fans. We could be looking at an upset here, and maybe even the Jazz in the finals. Like I know that. Give that, me a per- that, give me a percentage. That's what I want to hear. What okay. percentage do the Jazz have of making it out of the West? Make uh, so making it to the NBA Finals. You know, fifteen percent. Yeah, that's number. that's exactly what I was going to say. Fifteen percent. <laughs> like it's not high. Don't get me wrong, because I still think. Uh, you know, the Clippers have something to say with it. Like the Clippers are actually shooting a better percentage from three than the Jazz. Like if we were to go into them, like you would see like some pretty like good stuff from them too. And they just have better high-end talent and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we obviously know that that those are the guys that play most of the minutes in the playoffs. And, you know, you know, you bet on superstars. And I think that, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers just have better, you know, star talent than the Jazz, unfortunately. But that's not to say that uh, the Jazz don't have depth you know, we're a sprained ankle away from, you know, uh, a 2-1 series, you, you know, in game four. And now all of a sudden you got to play a game or play a series without Paul George or a series without Anthony Davis. And, you know, some teams aren't equipped to upset one of those two LA teams in that scenario. The Jazz are one of those teams. So that's why I'd put it at like, you know, about 15% that they actually make it out of the West and into the finals. But we need to pay attention to this team. They're, they're damn good. They're damn good. That's all I'm saying. And that's why I picked them. Thanks. Alex, who you got? I got my – I took a surprise. Like, I didn't want to say – I was to say Golden State and Team FX. I wanted to say a team that, like, could make, a, like, a, maybe a sneak of pushing for the playoffs. Like, but, like, second round, third round maybe. Uh, I went with the Hawks. I like it. It's so fun. It, they're actually – I was going to say, they're such a fun team to watch. They shoot a lot. And their whole team gets involved a lot. And I just think everyone's always been saying Trey Young can't be the best player and go far with them, I feel like, because just because of the way he plays, he can't be the best player on, like, a championship team, which it could, it is probably the case. But I think this year, the way he's playing right now, he's averaging 27 points per game, and he's been doing that anyways, like, the last couple of years. But now he actually has supporting cast. Like, uh, Reddish, Capella, Kevin, Hunter, Collins, all average more 11. They average 11 Dalinari. points per, more per game. So they have a core team that scores a lot. It's not just Trey Young or just Collins by himself anymore. Now they got Hunter, his second year coming in now from Virginia. His second year now, he's playing good. Capella now, he was hurt last year. This year now, he's healthy, and he's driving like 15 boards a game, like 10 points per game. So I think – and I think together as like a – like as Utah. Utah's a strong team. It's not just like their starters and then their bench is bad. Their whole team is good. I think the Hawks have the same thing three uh, rebounds uh same thing with the hawks are third so they're grabbing offensive rebounds they're second offensive rebounds and i think third and total rebounds yeah exactly yes when you have players like that that's what it is and like their defensive rating is 11th in the league so it's mid yeah that's what i'm surprised about i did not see that come i think deandre hunter because he was such a good defensive player in college it translated into the nba Capello's doing a good job there. Collins is doing a good job there. I just think they're all doing fine. They're doing their job, and it's helping Trey Young a lot because like, I think Trey Young could lead a team to like the second, third round. I don't think he'll get to the East Championship because the East is super with the Bucs, and then you've got Boston. Like, it's just so tough to compete with those teams. But like for exciting, I think they are super exciting. They've beaten good teams. They've beaten the Clippers. Clippers were on a seven-game win streak when they played. The Hawks came in, beat the Clippers. Paul George wasn't playing, but they were still on a seven-game win streak. They beat Kawhi Leonard. They beat the 76ers. They beat Brooklyn Nets. So it's not like they're 10-9 record. They beat, like, mid-tier teams. They beat top-tier teams that, like, have an argument to go to the finals. Like, the Nets, who will probably what, be our favorite What to go place to the are the Hawks currently? Uh, six. Six, right? That's what I was thinking. Because my issue, I agree with what you're saying. Um, right. My only issue is I want to see what they're like in the playoffs. That's Honestly, I, I need, you need to see how they act. In the and the hard part for them is, let's say they do finish sixth. 
Now you're looking at a first round matchup with the Boston Celtics Boston or the Philly. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Like you, you, the four teams right there, no matter what position they finish, place, you're facing a first round matchup. That's going to be a huge uphill battle for a first year playoff team. Yeah, I mean, is it, that, is it that out of the realm of possibility that we could see the Atlanta Hawks actually beat the Boston Celtics in a first-round series? Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I want to see because I would like watching. Not going to happen. You, you, yes. you, you, can't, not, you can't equate how important playoff experience is, and the only person on that team with any is Clint Capella. That, like, and that's and like Gallinari. a big part of the team. Well, Gall- yeah, but I'm, I'm talking like big, big part of that team, Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella. Capella's the only one with playoff experience. Trey Young and John Collins need to go to the playoffs once or twice. John get that Collins, experience, then maybe in a few years. John Collins but, could eat that series against T- Tice at the four if that were to be the matchup or if they went Tatum at the four. But at the end of the day, I think that series is done five. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, so yeah. You were even talking about like the Hawks okay. facing Boston. So, like, that's why it's such a surprise team because we're like, okay, like, even their exercise, like, could, like, what happens if they face Boston? Is it, would, could it be interesting? I think that's, like, the change in the Hawks. Now, last year, if we asked that question, no way. They're not beating Hawks. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, saying, I, I'm not saying I'm picking them to beat Boston. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, but like, it's – Watch out. Are we sure it's that? It's, there, there's that a better chance that the Jazz go to the NBA final than they <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I, I wouldn't go I that far. I, I wouldn't go that far. I agree. No. Nico, you said you have 0% chance Utah making the finals. Exactly. Atlanta has a negative chance of getting <laughs> yeah, off the yeah. series, all right? Okay, just, no, it's, it's pretty just, equivalent chances, yeah. in my opinion. It's like, just like these little conversations about how that makes the Hawks interesting because their core, I don't think they will be Boston. But seeing in the playoffs, maybe they get like a, a Philadelphia matchup and like Tobias Harris doesn't play as good, maybe, or something like that. Like, I think maybe they could maybe against Philadelphia, maybe they have a chance because Capella matches up and beat Simmons, Trey Young. It's just like there's just matchups that maybe it could help. The Hawks against a good team like Philadelphia, but not against like Boston. I, I, I just like think I said, playoff experience is too valuable, especially for young guys like that. And they'll be good in the future. Um, right. But this year, I think it's too early for them. They need to, yeah, they need to lose. And you know what would be the best for them is to get swept by a Boston in the first round, get that feeling of what it's like in the playoffs, come back next year with a chip on your shoulder. I'm just shocked that this team is – Right now, as I'm looking at NBA's like defensive rating statistics, they're tenth in the league. They have a top ten. The Atlanta Hawks have a top ten defense. Alex, like Alex what? hit the nail on the head, man. DeAndre Hunter knows how to play D from like sure from no, college to the him. NBA. Like that guy Perfect. was one of the best defenders I've ever seen in college. Like that right, guy, was, exactly. Yeah. They, I think it translated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Clint Capella defends at the rim too. Like let's like. Do you remember? Do you remember who the uh, Hawks center was last year? Anybody have a anybody Alex, Alex Len? I don't know. I, I, my answer is I don't know, and that's that's Denman. the problem. I don't even know who they had at center. Yeah, last Dwayne, Dwayne Denman. Yeah, uh, it was Denman. I want to say. Yeah, I think Fernando. it was Dwayne Denman. Did Bruno yeah. Fernando play last year? No. I think he was a powerful. Oh uh, yeah, no, Bruno Fernando. Like, yeah, Bruno Fernando. Yeah, it was yeah. Bob. It was both. But we're talking about know... those guys as an upgrade or as a as an upgrade. Like Clint Capella is the upgrade for them. Like that is a, that is a jump. It was huge. That is a number of jumps. And then yeah. the next thing I would say is, you know, backup point guard. Does, remember, does anyone remember who the backup point guard for the Hawks was last year? Last year, no. That's my point, right? Now they got Chris Dunn and Rondo. And honestly, the yeah. backup point guard at times last year was Cam Reddish. There were, there were, he was actually the one playing backup yeah. point guard. That, so, like, when you fill those two holes, like, to the extent that they did, and then, obviously, Hunter, you know, takes a step forward defensively. Um, right. And, you know, and you've got, you know, and we, we didn't even mention Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's injured right now, who's going to yeah. come back, and he's going to provide a lot of good minutes for this team on offense. Like, this team is fun. This team is Can just I, a lot of fun to watch. Fun team. Can I say something about, like, I don't think it's talked enough about that 
the Bogdanoviches. Boyan and Bogdan Bogdanovich. I know. It's they're so not crazy. even related or from the <laughs> same country. Or from the same country. Yeah, I know. Like, funny? Yeah, I knew that too. That's pretty funny. Just wild. Insane. Anyway, yeah. Um, what team you guys Good segue. Talk about? All right, Nick, this yeah, is your team. Your, t- your, your team, Nick. Round us out. I don't know. Who do you want me to talk about? Anybody in general? No, give me, give yes. me the one you want to talk about. L.A. Sparks. Uh, LA, LA Sparks. Sparks. We'll do a WNBA um, will... podcast another time. Let's talk about Boston. Boston. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like Boston. Yeah. I don't want them to succeed, but uh, I think they'll. <laughs> um, they've done – Tatum missed, what, 14, 16 days because of COVID, I think it was, maybe 17 yeah. total. I think it was quite a bit of time. And they managed to do this well. Why? Jalen Brown took that extra step. Jalen Brown is a star on both ends of the court, which is not rare for superstars. But, like, to be a superstar on both ends of the court, it's it's a big, big part of winning basketball games. So they have that. The problem – and now they have Tatum coming back. So they have Jalen Brown playing at this elite level with one of the best young basketball players who's still growing, by the way coming back into the lineup. So, and I'm not talking growing as a player. I'm talking physically growing. Um, like he guys like 6'10 now, 6'11. So like the guy's super tall. Like he's, we all know how good Jason Tatum is. So you got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think that duo right there is enough. And then you got Kemba Walker coming back healthy to Marcus Smart. His hit injury is not serious, which is good. He'll be out a yeah, little bit of time. A exactly. Yeah. Which is good for them. So I think they have the team. Where they lack is... I hate Tyson Thompson playing together. That's just a terrible duo. Those two should not play together. So where Boston, I think, is going to go wrong is when those two are on the court together. Pate Pritchard has really impressed me. Is he good enough to play big minutes in crunch time? I don't know. So Boston does have some questions. Yeah, exactly. Boston does have some questions, but I'm really impressed with how good they've been without Tatum for the most part. So I think adding Tatum to this lineup, what's Kemba hits full stride. I think this is going to be a team that's going to do some major, major damage. We knew they would. It's not like it's surprising. I just think they've, when, when you saw Tatum going out two and a half weeks, I didn't think anybody really thought they'd still manage to be one of the best teams in the East. And they still are one of the best teams in the East. And now with Tatum coming back, I think they could not be the best team in the East, but I think they could really challenge Milwaukee for it for sure. So, yeah, I just think I'm excited for Boston because while they did lose smart for a bit, I think there's a lot to like about the team. There's a lot to not like about the team. Like I think, like I said, Thompson and Tice together playing defensively, they could lack a little defensively uh, in the paint. Like I think uh, the bigs are a little weak defensively, but I think all in all, they're going to be a team that I think come Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to be a team that's going to be in it, and they could be the team representing yeah. uh, East of the Finals. I think it's a coach, too, even, right? Even with, like, Tatum leaving, Brad Stevens is a terrific coach. He's a like, we've seen what he's done in the playoffs like, against the Raptors. We've seen, like, he's such a smart coach. I think having Tatum out, it, we were thinking, like, oh, like, what are they going to do with just Jalen Brown, right, and Kemba Walker? But, yeah, Brad Stevens has it all, like, there are some things they need to figure out, but Brad Stevens does have Boston in check and ready for the playoffs, I think, with that team. Where do they rank for in the sure. East? I'm going to put them come playoff time. They're my number two. They're your number two? I'm assuming Brooklyn's one. Oh, I bucks first. Oh, boy. Brooklyn's Bucks three. are my one. Yo, that's yeah, high. My one. Number Brooklyn, two for Boston? 
Yeah. I think in the playoffs, way higher on Boston than I am. Man. I think they're a better playoff team than Brooklyn. But I mean, at the same time, you got Harden, Kyrie, and KD together. Yeah. So that's just buckets on buckets on buckets. But who's gonna stop? Like, who are they gonna? Who's gonna stop Tatum in this series? Who's gonna stop oh. Brown in this series? Who's, who's gonna to stop that, Kevin Durant? I've been the, I've been the captain series. of that train. Yeah, is Kyrie ever no, even gonna be there? Who knows? Who knows if Kyrie's gonna be there? Oh, Jalen Brown on. is a better. We're Jaylen... not doing this, are we? Kyrie no, is we are. Skip We're the doing playoffs? this. We're doing this. No, he's We're not. If this. Boston and Brooklyn are in a series, Jalen Brown's the best defender in that series. So defender. Yeah, yeah but the best, Jay- but the best, but but the best player and the best scorer are both on Brooklyn. But Jalen Brown is going to probably hold KD in check better than, let's say, for yeah. example, or Jason yeah. But Tatum. when I say best, Tatum. but then, or but then now you got Harden going off. Like Marcus it's just, Smart can play guard too, though. Marcus Smart's a good. Defender. I know. No, I, I'm just, I'm just Brooklyn saying, does not have the piece. Brooklyn Brooklyn does not the pieces to stop on both ends in the Southern game series. I agree with with Nick. Boston has an answer for all three of the – you know, the best players for for Brooklyn. Now, am I going to say they're going to stop them? No. But you throw throw Marcus Smart on Kyrie Irving, you're going to survive. You're going to survive with Marcus Smart on Kyrie Irving. You throw Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum on any combination of KD and Harden, again, they're not going to stop them, but they're going to survive. Exactly. Who is going to stop Jason Tatum in a playoff series? Fucking Spencer I will wait. No, I will wait. Or Jalen Brown. Or Kemba. Who? Anybody. Who is Brooklyn going to stop, period, in a playoff series? I don't care if it's first round, second round, third round. Brooklyn lacks a stopper no, that you can nobody. throw on. Yeah, exactly. Mel Lastman. Exactly. exactly. Nobody is right. They're going to have to win games 140 to they 135. And you know what? They can do that. They don't need to it's stop possible. anyone. Exactly. They don't get right. whistles the it's same possible. in the playoffs either, though. Nico. But my like, problem is, is if you only have do. one win, if you only have one way to win, a, win, win basketball games, that's a problem. There's, no, there's very few championship teams that only have one way to beat you. And I don't, and I, and I think if Brooklyn is going to be one of those teams, they've got to find a way to get stops. There's just going to be act like Kevin Durant can't play defense in the playoffs. No, he like, can, but it on. takes it takes a lot out of him on exactly. the offensive end it's of a, seven it's a big series. Toll. I'm not saying he can't, but like it's a big toll to ask him. I'm going to have to be the leading scorer on one end and then guard the best player for 40 minutes on another. Like that's all right if we're playing like pickup between seven us. Seven game series. But if we're in a seven game series, oh my god, that's taxing. Oh my god, that is so hard to do, uh, especially when. Uh, uh, you know, you have to chase guys around screens and, uh, you know, depending on the, the type of, you know, defense they play. Is he going to have to help with the rim too? Is he going to have to just guard guys one-on-one? Like, and, you know, what if, you know, what if he just tweaks an ankle and he's just a half a step slower? Like all these things like come into, like come into play where I think like there's less variance for Boston. Now, am I picking Brooklyn or Boston in a playoff series? I'm picking that, Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm picking okay. Brooklyn. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying it's, the, it's you know, one way to beat you, Brooklyn. Boston, at least you can you can see a, di- a couple of different ways that they can win a, pl- a series. Um, Sorry, so Nick, that, that's, that's what Boston? I'll say. Sorry, Nick, Sorry. Have, Nick, you have Boston beating Brooklyn if they were to face. Uh, right now, yes. Oh, I like it. Okay. I think it's matchups too in the East as well. Like, like you know okay, what? I'm you saying see? like if Smart's healthy. Like I'm saying with yeah, a- yeah, yeah we'll everybody's teams. healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I think it comes into matchups and how the seeds go. Because yeah, I feel like it. that Mil- as good as Milwaukee is, I think Milwaukee could run th- – not run through maybe is the wrong word, but I think Milwaukee could take out Boston, but I don't think Milwaukee could take out Philly. With that being said, I think Boston could take out Philly easily. Matchups play a big just, deal, just, for sure. It, the matchups play a big part in the top four in the East, in my opinion. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about Boston is I'm kind of concerned about their depth. 
you know, they like, okay, you got your starting five, right? Your, your Tatum, Brown, Walker, and then let's just say Thompson and Tice play together in the starting lineup, just for the sake of argument, even though that probably is not the best combination of players. And Nick mentioned that already. Okay. Who's your bench after that? Okay. Okay. You got, you got Marcus Smart. Smart. Okay. You got Marcus Smart. Okay. Great. Okay. Then it's Grant, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Williams. Williams. Aaron Naismith, Semi Ojale. Are we sure that these are the guys we're going to rely on to to plug in the extra minutes? Like, are we sure that with that starting five, you're going to need to roll a seven to eight man rotation? Yeah. So it's tight. Yeah. Realistically, like, yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. It's tough if you're doing that against the Bucks and you got to play Philly. It's tough if, to do that. Honestly, they're, they're going to be in on the buyout market. They're going to have to be in on the buyout market. That's a good point, Nico. I think they're going to be on the buyout market too. I think, but I think but again, who's not going to want to play for that team? There's going to be a, they're yeah. going to be the first choice of a lot of people in the buyout market. They're going to the get first minutes choice? and they can win. They're going to they're going to get minutes and they can win. They're going to well, be well, they'll the get minutes on Brooklyn too. I didn't say the first choice. I said they're going to be one of the. Oh, I thought you said the first. Okay, sorry. No. So like, well, I mean. I think I'd depending the position I play, I might rather go Boston. Roaming. Well, let's say, well, let, well, okay, yeah, good, good point. Okay, so let's let's talk about this very briefly. So if you're uh, if you're a wing, you know, I'm probably picking Brooklyn first because you're gonna get yeah. the most minutes there, and you're gonna win. You might even you might even close games if you're if you're a wing and you can play defense in Brooklyn, right? Where maybe if you're you know, a guard, you know, like a, uh, a three and D shooting guard, you know, maybe you get some more minutes in, in Boston or what, again, but what about the Clippers? What about the Lakers, right? Like, like those three teams, Lakers, Clippers, and Brooklyn seem like better choices for potential bio guys than Boston. That's not to say Boston isn't an option, but I, 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 I feel like they would lean towards those three teams first and then maybe Boston later. Maybe that's just my opinion though. I don't know. What do you guys think? It just depends on the player. I, I guess, think if right? you're, I think if you're Boston, you're not going in the buyout market for a guard. You're going or, for three four. <laughs> a three you're, four. You're going for three. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what you're I looking agree. at in the buyout market. Right. Um, I think they don't if need I'm the guards. Four, they're the team I want to go to. Because you could start. It's up there. Position. They're up there. Yeah, they're up there for sure. It'd probably be Brooklyn for me, but, but like, let's say Tristan starts at the five. You really want Tice starting at the four? That's a potential no. starting no. spot. No. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Well, that's that's potential Williams. starting. I like Grant Williams. I mean, too. Me, too. Yeah. So, Grant Williams play one of your bench guys. Him and – yeah, him and Smart off the bench. Those are six, seven. You pick up a guy who can – one more guy. They need one more guy. Yeah, I'm okay with Tice good. coming off the bench. So, if you get a guy in the buyout market who plays 3-4, Boston's – Boston's a team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Fair enough. Okay, he did a little convincing of me there. All right. All right, uh, I guess that'll wrap it up. I mean, we had a nice conversation with some all-stars, some rookies, some teams we're excited about. You know, we even got into a couple more teams. Well, I guess one more team, extra team in Brooklyn. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks uh, for joining me, guys. Like, I guess last thing will be, like, just really quickly, like, what are you guys watching for, like, going forward? Like, is there anything specific you guys are going to be watching for, whether it be because of this podcast or otherwise? Like, what, what are you guys going to be – if, you, if you're choosing to watch the NBA, and I'm guessing all three of you are – what uh, what is it that you're going to be prefer to watch as of right now? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. <laughs> Alex, did you say Drummond? Oh my God! No, no, no! Drummond. Enough with the drumming. Holy! <laughs> enough with the drumming. No, I can't live it down. Man. Golden State started off rough. Okay. Now they're Golden State Warriors are playing a lot better now. Steph Curry seems happy. I never like the memes came out at the beginning. Of the season Curry sitting on the bench, all sad, but now he's like, you know, everyone's happy on Golden State. I love watching Golden State. I'm, Curry's living up to his name as as a like a lesser Jamal Murray. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yes, it was. Nick, what are you watching? Um, I'm watching basketball. 
You just uh, watch overall basketball? Okay. Uh, I'm, I guess, you Utah. I'm looking for Utah. Sure. See if they can sure. do that, uh, see if they can improve, decrease, yeah. stay yeah. the same. I want to see what they're going to be looking yeah. like. Me, man, I think I'm going to be watching some more Pacers. You know, they, they have like TJ Warren, 50 point a game bubble scorer, TJ Warren, and, uh, and Karis LeVert coming back. Those are two like high level scores coming back on their team. I think that's going to be fun to watch once they get healthy again. So I'm looking Not, forward to that. How long for LeVert though? Cause that, he, what he has indefinitely, it's he's indefinitely, but yeah. he's, yeah. he's good at least. So yeah. it's probably going to be yeah. after the all-star break at some point, but I, I'm well, assuming I'd say there's a chance come. he sits the year. There's a chance. Really? I'm not saying, I'm not saying for sure, but there's a chance, dude. Oh, sure. There's a chance. I can't believe Houston didn't notice that in the trade when he went through his physical there. That was ridiculous. There was like that, like meme with like that security guard who just like brushes everyone. (laughs) 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 You mentioned the bubble ball, TJ Warden. Have you guys been watching Paul Porter's playing is so good? I don't know if it's Paul George because it's just the regular season and he's playing good because he always plays no, he's good every regular good. season. He's just a good player. Like Paul I think, I think he's forgot about that. Like, gonna be this, it's gonna be different this year watching him play with no bubble because, like, like I said, he was going through a depression. It was tough for him to play in the bubble, and now we're seeing the pandemic. P. Listen, t- listen, team. T- you say, we say that every year about Paul George. Oh, he's having an MVP like no, year. Wait till he gets to the playoffs, so and then he and then he craps the bed in the playoffs every year. So I mean, every. until he proves us wrong, I'm not changing my opinion on it. You're not excited to watch him in the playoffs. I mean, that didn't, I'm not excited. I mean, I can't wait to watch them blow a lead to the Denver Nuggets again and Jamal Murray goes to the conference finals again. I'm, I can't wait. You guys are hilarious to me. I, I can't believe it. Okay. You know uh, what? Denver is a sweet team, though. Like, I, Denver has too. such a sweet a team. Sweet Michael one. Porter is coming. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is coming. Yeah, uh, he'll, yeah, he'll be yeah. a solid 15 points a game his whole career. I agree, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> disrespect. Why do we always end this pod with disrespect? Yo, I remember last time. Uh, no, he'll be it? a solid like 18 to, 15 to 18 points a game. No, I know. I knew you were just kidding, Nick. But remember, yeah. Nico, I don't know if you guys remember last time what Nico oh, said. Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. He's like, oh, he can't even lead a team to a, a first round series yeah. win in the Eastern Conference is the best. I don't player. think he can this year either. Yeah. He won't this Maybe year. Maybe not, not this he year, he but he said for his whole year. career, he's like, oh, he's not, he's not going to lead him to a conference. Like, <laughs> Pro- I was like, oh, my prove God. Prove me wrong. Let's, let's see it. I'm waiting. This year. It's this year. It's this well, it depends what he's surrounded year. by. Like, if you don't surround him with anything, Nico's not that far-fetched. Well, like, I agree, but like, <laughs> but if we're judging a player in his worst situation, then nobody's going to be good. Look, let's just say for you. Trey Young finishes fourth, Lionel finishes fourth, and they beat a fifth seed team. Do they? Does that still count? Yeah, of course it does. Okay, okay. They won. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, are doing it this year. Okay. No, because even if they finish a fourth seed, that fifth seed is still going to be a Philly, a Boston, a Brooklyn, or a Milwaukee. They're not getting past them in the playoffs. I'm here for it. No. I don't if, care what you're here okay, for. Okay, so what if the Hawks <laughs> no, go? You're here, you're here for disappointment, Alex. I'm here for the playoff run for Trey Young. No, but what if? Okay, check this out though. What if the Hawks go on a run? Because like I think right now in the East, let me check the Eastern Conference. Okay, the Hawks are. Uh, three and a half games out of first, okay, and one game out of third, okay. What if they finish third? They would have to if they want a realistic chance of winning a playoff series this year. They're gonna have to try and get the third seed. Okay, I agree. They like that. face like uh, who are they face like uh, right now? I'm trying to look. Why is it they could, they could face like a, eight, ninth, if, if they yeah, they could face like a Cavs, a That's Hornets, not. a Knicks. Like again, the play in right. So like one of those teams is gonna be in that mix, like Hornets, yeah. Cavs. Knicks, uh, Magic, Bulls, even the Raptors, Heat. We're, Heat are in 13th right now. You got to believe they're going to like, you know, do yeah. better. So like, it's going to be one of those teams at the bottom that's going to be beatable. It's going to be beatable. That's what I'm saying. They, they, if they want to have a chance at winning a series, they're going to have to grab at least the third seed or higher. Yeah, I can. I can. But good luck. 
But good luck with all those teams. There's, there's... I don't know why we're just like just writing the Hawks off. Because well, it's only been 20 Hawks. games in the season so far. And they've barely been healthy. Oh, and they and they were missing Chris Dunn, uh, who could play some good defense for them, which they need. Yeah. And Rondo's been were, injured too. How long were they doubt for though? Chris Dunn's still out. No, I mean like Rondo, day to day. Oh, yeah, it was like a th- three or four games here and there, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you probably missed a couple of games, too, but like, that's every team, right? Every NBA team, but like, yeah. That's every team so, goes through that, especially with yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah, especially with COVID. All right, we've gone long here, guys. I appreciate your time. Thanks for talking uh, some playoffs, or sorry, not some playoffs. Well, yeah, we talked some playoffs, too, but some all-stars, uh, some rookies, and some teams we're excited about, and uh, hope to have you guys on uh, more often. This is kind of fun. I enjoy this, so thanks for, for coming sure, man. Thanks for having it. us. Sure. Thanks for sure. Thanks for having right. us. Well, See you guys. See you. Take care. Yes, sir.